tell us they really like is they like that they actually have a cash flowing investment in cannabis, which is unusual, right? To get a dividend every single quarter in cash is quite unusual in this sector. But then to have the opportunity for upside to see the value of our portfolio appreciate as those catalysts for valuation occur, whether it be additional states coming online or safe banking to get passed or federal legalization ultimately. And so they like the cash, but they like the upside. From MJ Bulls Media, it's the Raising Cannabis Capital Show. Today on Raising Cannabis Capital, we are continuing this year's Cannabis Investor Series with Anthony Coniglio, the CEO of New Lake Capital Partners. Anthony, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm excited to finally have you on the show because I really want to share with our listeners what you've created. Let me try to explain the problem that you've solved. Real estate has always been a major challenge for cannabis companies because it's very difficult to find leasable space. Most landlords have mortgages with banks, and those mortgages have clauses that preclude landlords from doing anything illegal, which in a lot of cases means cannabis. And so one way that these companies overcome this hurdle is they just purchase the property outright. Unfortunately, all that capital that could be used for growth is now tied up on their balance sheet. Anthony, how does New Lake Capital solve this problem? Well, what we do is we bring a transaction called a sale leaseback transaction where they could monetize the equity that they have in that property in a non-dilutive manner to generate cash that allows them to continue to invest in their business, whether that be in people or processes or technology or expansion. And so we unburden their balance sheet and provide them the significant capital they need for their business. I love that unburden the balance sheet. Explain maybe for people that have never heard about the sale leaseback. Tell us how that works. Yes, it's quite simple. We acquire the property and at the same time, we lease it back to the owner or the seller on a long-term basis. So there's no interruption to their operations. There's no interruption to their business. It's really an opportunity to simply financially provide them with that growth capital they need um, as opposed to having it tied up in that hard asset. Man, that's so cool. That's so cool. You've essentially created a, a cannabis real estate subsector. You know, it's, yes. it's, it's really cool. I, I mean, I love this idea, especially for the more conservative investors, because, you know, at the end of the day, you have the downside protection of real estate. Plus, you have an additional backstop the way you invest. Maybe take a minute to explain how you diversify your investments. Yes. First off, I would say diversification is the cornerstone of our investment thesis or our investment approach. And that is diversification by tenant, diversification by property type, because we do acquire dispensaries and cultivation facilities, as well as geographic diversification. Now, we do like to focus on limited license states where we think there's a better operating environment for our tenant and there's more value in the real estate and the license. And we could go into that later. But we think that really is important in the overall analysis of the transactions. Mm -hmm. And spreading it out amongst different states and different municipalities probably gives you that additional protection in case there's a hiccup someplace. Yes. And so for us right now, we have 20 properties across eight states with four tenants, some of the best run businesses in the industry today. So we like that diversification as a warm, comfortable blanket, if you will, to mitigate our risk. 
what we also have is the investment in the properties themselves. And so we look at having hard collateral and not even collateral because we own it. We, we look at having the hard asset underneath the transaction should something go wrong. We need to retenant the facility. We can certainly do that to a cannabis operator or a non-cannabis operator. And I just sum this up by saying, you know, when we talk to some people who say, I prefer to go into the debt of some of these cannabis operators, I look at the debt and I say, that's really equity risk with debt-like return because if the company experiences difficulty, it's going to be a really bad day for the debt holders because it's really difficult to foreclose. But for us, we get equity-like returns with debt-like risk because we have the collateral, we have the ownership of the underlying property to protect ourselves. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a win-win for you and the cannabis company because like you said, you freeze up that cash that they really shouldn't have it tied up. You know, one of the things that we're hearing from a lot of the other people that we've spoken to is that cannabis companies' valuations are down since the beginning of the year. Do you feel that that's kind of a motivation behind some of the deals you're seeing? I think it's more about the growth that's motivating transactions. I think that it's companies looking to the future and saying, I had massive growth. I've now tried to stabilize my platform. And now I am either looking to expand my platform to position for that next wave of growth, or I'll take advantage of some M&A opportunities and look to bolster my balance sheet by using sale leaseback transactions in the context of an M&A deal to help self-finance it. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, especially now the M&A opportunity has definitely gone up. You know, so there's some distressed assets out there right now and you know, the cash is king and if you can get it off your balance sheet, that's great. Cannabis companies doing sell leaseback is really no different than mainstream companies that do sell leaseback all the time, like a Starbucks or a Walgreens or a Federal Express. These are businesses that have significant needs for real estate, just the way a cannabis company does, but they choose to not tie up their own capital to own real estate. Instead, they'll enter into these long-term sell leasebacks. So this is just yet another tool of normal corporate America being applied to this industry as it matures. Yeah. I mean, we see in that over and over again, it's people moving into cannabis from other places, bringing normal ideas mm-hmm. for other industries, but are new for ours. We've done a pretty good job explaining how your company works, but we haven't talked too much about some of the advantages. I heard on one of your interviews where you talked about dividends. With the time remaining, maybe share some of these other advantages to investing in cannabis with New Lake Capital Partners. Right. Our business model is quite simple. We acquire the real estate. We earn revenue by charging rent. Our investors receive a nice, healthy quarterly dividend, cash pay, and we believe there'll be significant appreciation in the value of our portfolio as the legal status of cannabis changes over time. And so when we talk to our investors, what they tell us they really like is they like that they actually have a cash flowing investment in cannabis, which is unusual, right? To get a dividend every single quarter in cash is quite unusual in this sector. But then to have the opportunity for upside to see the value of our portfolio appreciate as those catalysts for valuation occur, whether it be additional states coming online or safe banking to get passed or federal legalization ultimately. And so they like the cash, but they like the upside. Tell us about your fund. I know you raised, I want to say, I think I heard maybe a hundred million dollars. Yes. And and we continue to raise. We've received subscriptions in the last few days as well. We continue to raise. We're over $100 million that we've raised so far. We currently have deployed about $86 million 
into those 20 properties and four tenants that I talked about. We have a number of letters of intent that we're negotiating right now. We're hopeful to announce over the next quarter some additional property acquisitions, and we'll continue to raise capital because the need for this product is so significant in the industry. We almost can't raise enough capital. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's just a great play. I don't want to put you on a spot here, but it feels like an IPO in the making. Is that potential destination on your radar? It's absolutely a path, but why we would be focused on that, it's all about access to capital and being able to do that quickly and efficiently, but also the valuation of our underlying assets. If you look at any real estate asset class, whether it be office or multifamily, the best valuation is in the public markets as opposed to private market transactions looking to sell off the property to a local operator or consolidator. And so we like the public market route because it'll allow us to gain significantly more capital and scale and, and more efficiently. And we think it's good for our investors to provide them with liquidity, but also with the upside valuation that investors give to these types of real estate assets. Oh my gosh. So you have the protection of real estate. You have dividends. <laughs> You're in cannabis, which is the opportunity in cannabis could be exponential. Mm-hmm. And there's an opportunity for an IPO. It just seems like you've checked all the boxes. I give you a lot of credit. This is really well done. We appreciate it. Maybe we'll put you on the road with us, right? <laughs> no, we, we appreciate it. Listen, It's been a lot of work. I do want to say it's really not possible without the team. And when we think about the team, we've assembled a group of people that not only have over a century of real estate experience, which is critically important because real estate is what we do, but also significant cannabis experience. Because while this is real estate, this isn't just any old real estate. This is real estate in an industry that's federally illegal, that has a myriad number of regulations at the state and municipal level. And so it's critically important to have that cannabis insight that we have on our board and our investment committee to understand those dynamics and be able to make smart investment decisions. We think it's worked well for us to date, even through COVID and through where we are now, we've had no interruption to our rental streams. All our rent's been paid on time and in full. And so we feel really proud about the job that our team has done in assembling a quality portfolio. I mean, I went on your website. If you look at your team, I'm like, well, this is a stellar group. I have the links to your website in the show notes and at mjbulls.com. So if somebody wants to continue this conversation offline, maybe investor want a little bit more information or, or even a company that wants to unlock some capital, I'm sure Anthony or his team would be happy to speak with you. Anthony, let's do this again. This is a great interview. I appreciate you being on the show. I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Infused, a cannabis talk show, is a -a one-of-a-kind look inside the cannabis industry. Meet the amazing people who make cannabis businesses bloom as they join host Nick with Francesca and Mike for creative cannabis conversations. Get an honest look at the business of cannabis, including trends, best and worst practices, products, education, and advocacy. Whether you're kind of curious or running a cannabis, Infused has can of conversations that count. Infused is available on YouTube and is now streaming as part of the PodConnects network.